Good morning and good Tuesday to you. Good to be back here with you for our Christ Hold Fast devotion in the, uh, well, so far still, the great quarantine of 2020. That's what my buddy Dan Price referred to it as yesterday as we were uh, recording more episodes for uh, our series that we're making for YouTube where we're looking at the Formula of Concord, which, by the way, if you haven't checked that out yet, there. Uh, I think we're five episodes in now that are all available. We're releasing a new episode every day, and we're just trying to create content right now in the midst of this time. I mean, whether it be for our churches or whether it be for 1517, Christ Hold Fast, we're trying to create content just to, we know that everybody is sort of cooped up right now, um, you know, and there's there's more time to, to watch things than maybe ever before. Uh, it is such a such a bizarre time that we're living in, isn't it? I mean, it and uh, and so unpredictable and i think uh that leads to all sorts of feelings of angst and um and anxiety <clears throat> and it led me to think about uh the psalm we're going to look at today and uh, maybe a little bit of lamentations chapter 3 where the psalmist begins by asking the question how long o lord how long If when I think about it, I can't think of a question that more people are asking right now than that question. How much longer is this pandemic going to last? Uh, how much longer are we going to hear about the numbers rising of cases in this country and around the world? Uh, how long can this last until we go into a full-fledged depression? It already looks like we're... We're in a recession for sure, but how, how long can we go with shutting the whole economy down? You're hearing politicians and various leaders throughout the world debate this right now, and uh, and it's not it's not easy. Uh, parents are uh, <laughs> in their second week of uh, being with their kids full time are definitely asking the question, "How long, O oh Lord? How long can we continue to go on with this?" And it's understandable. I mean, it is understandable. And I think we've all been in positions like that before where we've asked this question, whether it be facing our own sickness or struggle with health, whether it be a friend who we're praying for uh, healing, who just doesn't seem to get better. I mean, whatever the case may be, this question is not unusual for us. And so I want to spend a little time looking at the psalm, and I want to spend some time looking at really kind of well, the honesty of the psalm, and I want to talk a little bit about maybe the remedy to the how long question as we wait things out. The psalmist says this, How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I take counsel in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all the day? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? Let me just pause here. Do you know it's okay to talk to God like this? Do you know it's okay to express feelings just like this to God? I know that sometimes people have been made to feel that in order to come to God, we must put on our most pious face. We must make sure that we come respectfully 
and with honor, recognizing that we are talking to the sovereign Lord of the universe. There's some truth to that. There's an aspect to our prayer life in which we should recognize that we are coming to God. But that does not mean that God wants us pretending, that God wants us putting on a fake face around him. As a matter of fact, God would rather have our honest vents than our false platitudes before him because it's not as if he doesn't know how we're feeling anyway. Your God knows you through and through intimately. And if you are feeling like saying, how long? Why are you hiding from me? Even if it's not true, we know that that isn't in fact true. What the psalmist is saying here, that God is sort of hiding his face from him, that's not true. But does he feel like that in the moment? You bet he does. It's okay to express that. And that's what the psalmist does for us. It's one of the reasons I so, so love the scriptures and one of the reasons I'm convinced that the Bible is actually the true accounting of how God interacts with his world because it shows human beings as they are. It doesn't cover up anything. It doesn't make us look better than we are. It doesn't make us look necessarily worse than we are. It just shows us for who we are and for how we think. And this is one of those great examples. So the psalmist goes from really complaining, lamenting, how long? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? How long should this virus last? How long can I be without work? How long can I stay in this apartment without having to pay rent? How long, oh Lord? And so he moves on to his request. Consider and answer me, O Lord, my God. Light up my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. This is a man, this is a person who is really struggling with despair and depressive thoughts. Do you just want me to, to die here? Lest my enemies say I have prevailed over him? Lest my foes rejoice because I am shaken? Is that what you want, God? Is it, do you want that to happen? To have these people that are uh, practicing injustice against me to have the final say, to win the day? This is, consider and answer me, O oh Lord my God. Please, I'm, I'm begging you, please answer me. Now, it's in this place where he's sort of brought to an end of himself, and he's going, I... I don't know what you want. I don't know what you're doing. Do you, do, you, do you want me to lose here? Is that your final play for me to be embarrassed and humiliated and ashamed before the world? Is, is this the answer for you, God? It's at that place that then suddenly, in verse 5, we have a turn. And I would say to you, when you're in the place, when you're asking the question, How long, O oh Lord? How much longer? When you're struggling to see his ways being good at all toward you, or for that matter, toward your neighbor, it's, it's here, it's this turn that we all need to make. Verse 5, But I have trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. This word for steadfast love is, uh, in Hebrew, it's this word hesed. I'm not pronouncing it right. There's a lot more in there, but it's hesed. And 
God's said love is a love that is, it's hard to translate into English. Usually it's, it's translated steadfast love, but it's really, it carries with it this idea of his, his covenant mercy, like his unfailing, unwavering, always committed, faithful love that will never, ever cease. It will never, ever give up. No matter what the circumstances look like around you, no matter how difficult things are in the moment, the psalmist here goes, okay, everything around me looks dire. And I'm asking how long, and I'm feeling this. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to remember God's commitment to me and his salvation of me. And that's going to get me through it. No matter how long I have to wait, no matter how long I'm stuck here, no matter how much it hurts and I don't like it, that's what I'm going to hinge my life on. That's what I'm going to build my life on, this steadfast love of the Lord. I don't know if any of you have read the, uh, the Book of Lamentations. Uh, it's not exactly what people might, might call an upper. It's not, uh, it's not going to win awards for the most positive book of the year. That's for sure. I mean, if you read the first two chapters, it details and well, it, it account recounts for us in great detail the fact that the people have been judged and it's led to them cannibalizing each other. And it's it's horrible. I mean, the the first two chapters of Lamentation is just brutal. And even into the third chapter, it's brutal like that, too. I mean, Jeremiah is not known uh, as the, the, the laughing prophet. He's known as the weeping prophet for a reason. And Lamentations, uh, having been written by him, most likely, certainly. Uh, expresses why we call him that. But even in the midst of Lamentations, which is the most downer book ever, after verse 21 of chapter 3, a little bit before that he says, Remember my affliction and my wanderings, the wormwood and the gall. My soul continually remembers it and is bowed down within me. And before this, he really goes into great deal recounting how hard things are. And then, verse 21, but this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope, the steadfast love of the Lord. There's that word. The said love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. You want to know where that hymn comes from? That great hymn comes from the middle of the most downer book in the entire Bible, Lamentations chapter 3. Great is your faithfulness. Your mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. It is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. It is good for a man that he bear the yoke in his youth. Let him sit alone in silence when it is laid on him. Suddenly, as again, the writer of Lamentations remembers the steadfast love of the Lord, he's filled with hope in the great mercy of God. So at the end of Psalm 13, after the psalmist recounts the steadfast love of the Lord, he then says these words, Look at how much perspective has changed just in six little verses. At the very end, I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. Remember how it started off. How long, O oh Lord, will you forget me forever? As he focuses on the steadfast love of the Lord and his salvation of him, suddenly he, he's reminded how gracious God has been to him. And that is true for you too, 
as you go through your various struggles in life, whatever they may be, that when we meditate and focus on all that God has done for us in the person and work of Jesus Christ, well, then it starts to change our perspective. And suddenly, we're brought to this place where we go, yeah, things might not be the way I wish they were right now, but because I have Christ, I know God has dealt bountifully with me because I don't deserve that at all. I'm not worthy of any of the grace that I've received. I'm not worthy of the heaven that's coming to me. No matter what this life may throw at me, I know that this life is but a whisper. It's a mist in, in the vast expanse of eternity. And I know what's waiting for me is far, far greater. Yes, God, you have dealt bountifully with me. So I am going to sing to the Lord in the midst of feeling despair and overwhelmed with life. I'm going to sing because I know ultimately I am saved out of your steadfast love for me revealed in Jesus Christ. So if you're asking the question, if you're feeling right now or in the coming weeks, how much longer? Set your mind on this, that the Lord will never leave you nor forsake you. The Lord loves you with an unceasing, unwavering love that will never end. And he will bring you through to the promised land that will cause singing to happen forever to the glory of his name. All right, gang, that is it for today. Short little devotion. I hope that you have a wonderful week. And I hope in the midst of your how longs, you can find reasons to sing for God's bountiful ways with you. Have a great day. God bless.